Welcome to Theatre Club. We bring you theatre reviews, news, and booze. Yay! So it's still just Oscar and Madeline with you. Um, Alice and Ruby are on the other side of the world somewhere doing their thing. This week, there was some big news. So there were rumours that Imelda Staunton was going to star in Hello Dolly. I saw those rumours floating around. Major. Then on, what day was it? Someday this week, they yeah. they basically confirmed that that was happening, that Waitress would be closing and going on a UK tour and into the Adelphi in August would move Hello Dolly starring Imelda Staunton. They then announced like, later that day another bit of casting news, like just when it couldn't be more exciting oh my God. that Hello Dolly is coming. It's the production that Bette Midler did on Broadway, which was supposed to be amazing. It's not only coming here starring Imelda Staunton, who we love, yep. but also starring in it is Jenna Russell. <sighs> Isn't that so exciting? That is like, like my it's, two it's, faves. it's completely like theatre powerhouse woman yeah Yeah, i'd be very interested to see just to see jenna in and also because i've seen jenna in smaller productions recently it's kind of been um you know fun home which was kind of off west end Mm -hmm. and then bridges madison county the linear gray gardens all fantastic but i haven't seen her in a proper big west end musical since you're in town which was years ago um, and, obviously and I've never seen her before that. So yeah, to see her in a kind of big musical again. Yeah. I've never really seen exciting. her on a big, big stage. So yeah, tickets are on sale. I've already had a look. They are, you know, they're quite expensive. It's a of huge course. West End show. But in the Adelphi, the ends of the last two seats on the rows in the stalls, kind of A to E, mm-hmm. are a reduced price, I think, for the... Is it legroom? No, the no. fine leg room, you're just a slightly side on. Okay. But Alice sat there for waitress and said they were fine. And it's the same in the upper, uh, in the dress circle. Yeah. Although I've heard that leg room in the dress circle is pretty atrocious at okay. the Adelphi. But the end seats, again, are cheaper. So for the previews, they were 59.50 or something. And in yeah. the main show, they're 65. Okay. Which is obviously more than we would usually pay for something. Yeah. You can go in the upper circle for much less. But for this, I would just thought, I just want to go closer so have you gone stalls i've put tickets for no i went for the dress circle end of the row okay got you because looking on seatplan.com i looked at some of the pictures and it looks like quite it's quite a low dress circle yeah to get quite a good view and i'm just thinking for this production it'd be great to be up close to see imelda and jenna but also it's big dance numbers it's big i kind of want to be a bit further back yeah big hello dolly the big sort of full chorus of dancers i think a little bit of um perspective is probably wise um yeah i know you don't usually like to book quite so far in advance no i'm, I'm just like about my life i know but i'm just <laughs> but yeah this is it. like what do you i think you should do it i think i should hun i think that yeah i'm just thinking of the things that i've seen i obviously saw imelda in gypsy twice i loved it um, her and Virginia Woolf loved. You weren't a huge fan of Follies? I wasn't a huge fan of Follies, but I thought she was terrific. Um, and yeah, God, how exciting. I just think having like a theatre masterclass of watching yeah. these two powerful, powerful, amazing women. And the production's supposed to be incredible yeah. as well, I think. Um, I'm trying to think which theatre the Adelphi is. I'm worried about it. So again. Waitress is on there now. Before yeah. that, we had Kinky Boots. Oh, that the one. Yes, yeah. yes. Down I mean, on the on Strand. The strand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think the idea is that it's going to be an eight-week run or 18 weeks. It's not very... No, eight sounds too short. It's only... 
a couple of months. Okay. And then I think the idea is that Waitress, having been on tour, will come back. Oh, really? That's what they're saying. I guess they'll they'll gauge whether or I not it's like worth bringing it back. I feel like we're a bit, we're kind of over Waitress. Um, Although, actually, exciting Waitress news. Sarah Bareilles, who wrote Waitress, is going to come and star in it in oh, London wow. from the end of Jan to kind of... Feb, March, okay. beginning of April. So I actually might go again and see her. Yeah. It's kind of cool just to see like the person that wrote it sing yeah. the songs that she created. Well, I, st- I haven't seen it, so I'll maybe come then. Yeah, I think we should go and see it when she's in it. And um, Gavin Creel as well, who's a big Broadway star, who was in the Broadway production of Hello, Dolly, actually. Oh, nice. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say, when you said Bette Midler earlier, I have it. that would be my dream yeah i mean i was obviously everyone was obviously hoping that she would come over in it and the rumors originally were that the production would come with her yeah and i think that would have been amazing but i think amelda will bring something very different to it absolutely like gypsy vibes of of that kind of she's just got such an amazing yes she's staunch but just such an amazing range and and she's just captivating. She's yeah. such an interesting looking woman. And I'd like to see her do something a bit more because Virginia Woolf and Follies really, she and Gypsy played quite staunch, as we said, characters that had quite a lot of kind of bitterness almost yeah. within them. This, this is this would be a bit softer and a bit more fun. Dolly's yeah. quite like it was Carol Channing originally, then Barbara in the movie. Yeah. It's quite a fun sort of she's a sort of meddling not meddling, matchmaking kind of quick witted. Yeah broad so i think that'll be fun to see you do something a bit different i think it will be yeah so tickets are on sale now and oscar also mentioned there about um doing looking at seat views and what were you saying stageplan.com seatplan.com seatplan.com sorry yeah. there's also that one that i cut like it's view from my seat i'm pretty oh, sure it is that one yeah that's and if you are ever thinking these are brilliant tools for you to literally be able to see the yeah. viewpoint that's i i really enjoy using those So let's move straight on from that exciting news of big West End musicals to our first review this week, which is one I think we're quite excited to talk about. Oh my God. It's And Juliet, newly opened in the West End. So do you want, why don't you explain what And Juliet is? Okay, so And Juliet, it opens, what we do know about the show we're saying is that it's been in sort of rights negotiations for a long time. And what we knew about it prior to this was that the reason it's been such a contentious trying to work out how to get this onto the stage is Max Martin, who is next to it. Here's a good start for you, hun. Um, He is the third most prolific, best-selling songwriter in the world, only after Lennon and McCartney. Yes, okay. most, yeah, most number ones. Most number yeah. ones. Max Martin is... Name me a pop song of the past sort of 15 years... And he'll have written it, most likely. Yeah. Um, so this Angelia is peppered. It's a jukebox musical, essentially, but with Max Martin songs. Mm-hmm. So the story is, it opens up and we've got William Shakespeare. And he's telling his wife, who's called Anne Hathaway, and a group of sort of chorus players. players yeah. um, that he's just managed, managed to complete his latest musical, which is, uh, sorry, his latest show, which is Romeo and Juliet. And he describes the end and he's like, and basically Juliet kills herself and then Romeo comes in and then he thinks she's dead and so he kills himself and then she wakes up and then she kills herself. And his wife is kind of a bit like, oh. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, what like, a down That ending. sounds shit. And then, and William's like, oh, well, if it sounds so shit, then why don't you write it? And then the wife's like, 
okay, fine, I will. And a kind of a, she's saying, why should Juliet have to die? Why can't we see what happens with her life? And Q, I don't want to say any more about the story, but then that's that's the kickoff point. And then it's basically... A retelling. A retelling and a reworking of Romeo and Juliet, concentrating which, on Juliet. Yes, in which Anne Hathaway inserts herself into the story as well. Yes. So throughout the show, they run. she is within it and the character of Shakespeare is also sort of interjecting. Yeah. So as it goes, we're seeing, we're seeing, you know, they'll often stop and they'll say lights up and they'll sort of talk about what they're doing. where the story's heading. Yeah. So it's very much a sort of meta look at like, yeah, what oh, would happen I mean, meta. if Juliet was to like, you know, go on and live her life and, you know, have fabulous friends that sort of help her along the way. Yeah. It's just, like, as Oscar just said there, meta, I mean, this is meta upon meta upon meta. It's yeah, and so very sort of right on feminism, very kind right of on, girl power. Very fun. It's worth starting this review by saying, I am saying five out of five, ten out of ten. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely sensational. And I haven't stopped thinking about it since. Yeah. It's, and Oscar and I went, and it was Saturday night, and we just had a ball. It is really good fun. It, it's it's one of those where it's it's appeals to a very broad section of people because yeah. if you love pop music, yes, brilliant. So yeah, because his songs start really kind of his first big real hits were with Backstreet Boys yeah. and then Britney Spears. So you know, Larger Than Life, I Want It That Way, um, Baby One Don't More Time. Don't say too many. Do we not want to talk about which songs are in it? I don't think too much because I think well, a lot of that all, was quite a surprise. Because I, even though they're like, all over the advertising, though, like the posters outside the theatre, the posters but list the songs that are but in it. But then there was a few that were a surprise to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Okay, we won't spoil. Let's too not much. say too much. But obviously, if you know Max Martin, you'll see the posters. So, baby, one more time. Yeah. These are the big. The I want big it that hitters. way. Um, there well, was some worth saying as well as what they do that's really nice with the songs is the songs, it's not, sometimes with jukebox musicals, it could just be like, and now we are going to sing this song, and it has no real relation to the action that's going on. This very cleverly does. Yeah, I think they fit in quite well. And I guess, in a way, it's kind of easier, because his songs are not, they're not like story songs. Yeah. ABBA, like with Mamma Mia, I think that was trickier because some of those stories like uh, some of those songs tell quite specific stories like Fernando or like whatever they are whereas these are songs that kind of speak to people's emotions they're quite simple emotion songs about you know wanting to break up with someone or being in love with someone so they they could find the sort of mood that suited that song and I thought they did that really well yeah they did that incredibly well for the most part I thought they really and there was a couple of good mashups. I thought I don't want to like spoil what the mashup yeah, was. Yeah, don't spoil the mashup because they were brilliant. Yeah, so the nursemaid from Romeo and Juliet that we know, that character, she comes along for the ride with um, with Juliet. And I thought she was really great. Oh, she was She great. has her own separate love story um, with Lance, played by David Bedella, who used to do Rocky Horror for a long time. Yeah. And I thought they're, they're sort of, they were the kind of comedy Oh, they were couple. so funny. And they had a really good mashup of two, an Ariana Grande and a Katy Perry song, I believe it was, were they mashing up? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that is what it was. Yes. And I thought that worked really well and they just were really silly with that. And I thought, yeah. Because at that point, and I had to dab my eyes because I was, I, I was getting hysterical. There's one bit where he, he it's so funny 
Yeah, it and was it, really great. Yeah, a lot of that, like, it is, it's a show where you are, you're at, you're lolling. Like, it's not like a kind of a titter. You're actually, like, guffawing. Yeah. It's very, very funny. Very yeah. right on. Yeah, kind of, and some of the, you know, jokes are kind of quite cheesy, but in yeah. a funny way, like, Shakespeare does a lot of sort of self ref There are some good Shakespeare jokes in there great about... Shakespeare jokes. He's always kind of referencing fra- common phrases we use every day that yeah. were invented by Shakespeare, with, like, break yeah. the ice... Is a you know a Shakespearean yeah. expression or the be all and end all? Yeah, that's exactly. a Shakespeare expression. So there's a little bit where he kind of referenced all that, and I thought those bits were good. And yeah, the set was really great, very bright, colourful, puppy. Yeah, and we said afterwards, like, and money. You look yeah, at looks. this, like, you think this really it looks. There's no expense spared. The lights yeah. are incredible. The mm-hmm. costumes are brilliant. The dancing. Um, dry ice bubbles. Oh, oh my God. That I forgot such about a cool that. Effect. They were I've beautiful. They've just combined a bubble machine, but instead of blowing air through it, you blow dry ice yeah. through it. And so you get these falling bubbles that explode into like, and then puffs it's like, of dry whoosh, ice. little puffs of smoke. That was, God, I had completely forgotten. Yeah, that was that so was really amazing. Cool. That's um, it. It feels inventive. It felt so fresh. It felt, it really was. I mean, I was already, as I was sitting there thinking, how many more times am I going to see this? I'm probably going to see it at least three. For me, I would actually say there were a few songs in there, like I said earlier, because they're quite, they're not story songs, they're sort of verses and then very catchy, hooky yeah. pop choruses. There were some where I kind of thought, the point has been got now. We're, yeah. We're at a club scene, this place about to blow, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. We could have actually just done with a chorus, like, cut. I would have cut a few of those ones yeah. shorter, because it's like, the point has got... Yeah. Just, I guess there may be songs that aren't as classic to me, like, there's a Demi mm. Lovato one in there that I thought, we get the point, that one could have been shorter, and let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Because he's got so many amazing Like, you can't notes. believe it. Like, by the end of Act 1, you're thinking... What's left? What is left? And then, and then Act, then two Act 2 comes, and you're amazing. like, there's absolute bangers. I mean, Some of my favourite ones are in Act 2. Yeah. Max Martin, Marry Me. Yeah, his songs are really incredible. And I think that the performances... So, Juliet, yeah. let's just talk about her. She's uh, Miriam Teak Lee, who I saw in On the Town in Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. Oh, really? Which I believe was one of her first jobs out of acting school, I read. Gosh, then she went incredible. into Hamilton for a year and now she's in this. And yeah. yeah. I thought she was great. She's got a really strong voice and just quite a likeable, um, you know, her. we were sat in the dress circle. Really great seats, We've great view. Seats. H. Um, but, you know, a bit further back, but her smile really reached, oh, yeah. reached out across. So I can, that's what I picture when I look at her. Yeah. I picture her big smiling face. and She's like a model. She's yes. pretty Amazonian. She's really yeah. tall and long. And she yeah. just, she, her presence in the state. And you, and because she's got this kind of gang of friends. And you can kind of see she is such a, it's like you want to be her friend. You yeah, know, she, really she looks yeah. so lovely and 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 people are gravitating towards her in it and i think the casting of her is brilliant as you said the nurse was yes. hysterical uh melina labarry was the nurse oh she, and was, she was really funny with david badella he's oh. like a classic you know musical theater they really got the comedy yeah like her lines especially she got some real good like sassy sassy lines with Juliet and I thought those all landed really really well yeah um Cassidy Janssen played Anne Hathaway and I thought she was brilliant she just got the comedy of it and the tone really well kind of not too over the top to make it super cheesy but just kind of funny and silly enough yeah and she's kind of feisty 
and her voice was incredible. Oh her, my god! Her ballad that she gets in the second act, they give her a <sighs> big ballad, and she just like she is. It's like blows like it out the it's water. Com- like you listen, like as she's singing it, it sounds like a recording because it's so perfect. And her um, William Shakespeare was Oliver Tomset. And I thought he had, again, he had a very strong voice. Those two, I guess, yeah. as the writers of the piece, I think that really worked well that they had these very st- strong presence and strong, confident voices. He was voices. gorgeous as well. Yeah, he was good. I saw him playing Sky in Guys and Dolls. Oh, right. Okay. He was really good in that. Yeah. Yeah, like when Shakespeare first, the first number is Larger Than Life by the Backstreet Boys. And it's like, you know, he's really owning like Shakespeare's celebrity. Yeah. There were some really great songs in it. And yeah, I guess that's not reference all of them because it because one of my favorite ones I kind of had forgotten that he had written that and I'd forgotten that was going to be in it so when that one came yeah I know um... exactly which one you mean so (laughs) I would say overall this for me was a perfect it's almost like what do I love I love Shakespeare and I love Romeo and Juliet particularly plus Max Martin songs Plus so many pop culture references. Mm-hmm. This was like my most ideal show. Yeah. It ticked every personal box for me. It I'm so really glad did. I saw it with you as well. Oh my god. Because it was just Helen. like I could tell you were enjoying it so much, yeah. which heightened my enjoyment of it. Thanks, hun. Um and it was just so yeah, it was so much fun. It's so much fun. Please High I, I, energy. Oh, such high energy. And this I, is a perfect, I think, Christmas show in yes. terms of if you want to get people, get them tickets. Like, I've already got two friends. That's their Christmas present. Yeah. Um, no spoilers, guys. But that's, like, that's what I want to yeah. do. Like, I think taking someone to see this is a lovely gift. Yeah, and it, it just feels like it's well put together because it's not always my sort of thing, jukeboxy stuff, even when it's music that mm. I like. And, you know, it's quite West End. It's quite... It's going to appeal to a lot of people. It's kind of... What do I want to say? It's... It's kind of on the verge of being a bit cheesy, a bit, you know, it's a bit over the top, but it, you can tell they've taken it seriously. Yes. They haven't just gone, let's throw a load of pop songs in because everyone's going to eat it up. We'll just do these, you know, I feel like they've worked on those concepts for each number. Yeah, it's very clever. The sound design is like, they've really paid attention to it because even though everyone knows those lyrics, you want to hear them. And so everything sounded crisp and clean. Oh, you're totally right. They've really kind of worked on how we best going to present these songs. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it just feels like there's a lot of attention to detail. And I guess having Max Martin's involvement in it yeah. is probably why though that everything's been like looked after so well. So I feel like you're presented with a really polished product yeah. that feels like they're not just saying, let's put this in the West End because people know the songs, they'll come and see it, people pay the money, whatever. No, it, doesn't it feel, stands up. Whereas I felt like I saw Big the Musical and I felt oh, to me God. that they're just throwing that in the West End because they know that people come and see it because people like the film and there wasn't really artistic merit to it. I don't feel like no. the producers thought the music was any good or the story was any good because it wasn't. Whereas this, I feel like I'm sure the people involved in it do believe in it and I feel like they want to put on a good show. They're not just trying to grab people's money yeah. by taking well-known songs. I know. think everyone involved should be incredibly proud of themselves. I yeah. think they've made something very unique, very meta, just terrific. It's apps. You have to see this. It's terrific. Yeah. So it's on at the Shaftesbury Theatre um, and it goes on till May currently. Tickets range from £22.50 up to £100. We, Oscar and I, we sat in the dress circle in row H, seat six and seven, I think it was. Had the, We had the most spectacular view. And I think those yes. seats, we had them cheaper, but I think they're £62.50. Yeah, we got them on the Today Tick sale, which was an amazing bargain. Yeah, that is an amazing bargain. 
But yeah, looking on today ticks, um looking on They were seventy five pounds our seats oh, when we got them for twenty five quid. Um I would say I mean they were good seats they actually. Were brilliant seats. Um in the Royal Circle. Shaftesbury's a fairly like open theatre yeah. from the circle, so you'd get a pretty good view. If you go to the back of the circle, it's uh sixty two and I think kind of if you went central at the back You'd probably be okay. I think you'd probably be okay, yeah. And I think 62, I mean, it's quite a lot, but mm. it is a really fun show. I feel like you're going to have a good, you're going to have a good night out. You are. It's a proper night out. Really well staged, um, really well presented. Yeah, it was really, really good fun. I think I'm not going to rush back as soon as you because I need a bit more time mm. before, before I get back in. But yeah. I'm definitely, I will definitely be going again at some point. And I kind of, re- I hope this does become run for a good couple of years in the West End. I think it's a, a really fun show. And it would be my go if you know, if someone was like, what can I see in the West End that's really yeah, fun? Yeah, you're totally I'd right. I'd be like, good see and Juliet, see Six. It's kind yeah. of on that same level for me of yeah. like, it's just really good fun. So I'm going to make an and Juliet cocktail. <gasps> How lovely. So this cocktail is, I just wanted to, make, wanted to make something fun to kind of yeah. reflect the funness of Anne Juliet. And this is called Añejo Juliet. Oh. So it's made with Añejo tequila, which yes. is, so of your tequilas, you have three kinds. You have mm-hmm. the Blanco, which is the clear stuff, which yeah. means it's been, it's fresher, it's not been aged. And then you have a Reposado, which has been aged usually in barrels and it takes on that darker colour. Yep. And then you have Añejo, which is the most aged one. So I think it's 18 months minimum. Oh, wow. And so it's got a kind of oaky, woody, because it's, you know, put in barrels and aged. So yeah. it's got a much deeper flavour. And then here I've mixed it with pineapple juice, creme de cassis. Oh, yeah. And a tiny little bit of chili liqueur to give it a kick. Oh, my God, hun. Let's sip. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's lovely, hun. Oh, I love pineapple. Bit, yeah. I didn't I used to. I love pineapple it. juice, yeah. And I do. Yeah, so it's fruity with a little bit of a kick. And yeah, just fun. Yeah. Fun, fun and fruity. Exactly. Like Anne Juliet. So let me talk about the other show that I went to see, which is... Yes. It was not fun and fruity. Those would not be the words I would describe it as. We had this as a top tip recently. Well, we talked about it in top tips. Yes, I think we discussed it. So it's um, Sydney and the Old Girl, which I saw at the Park Theatre, and it stars Miriam Margulies. So that was the kind of big draw for yeah. me. It also stars uh, Mark Hadfield and Vivian Parry. Quite a nice tie in there that we had Miriam Margulies played the nurse in Romeo and Juliet, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, she did, didn't she? Uh-huh. She was amazing in oh, that. She was really good in that. So, Sydney and the old girl. Yep. Nell and Sydney stock are at war and it's mutually assured destruction. After 50 years cooped up in the same shabby East End house where ghosts of a hard life still linger, as the twisted game between mother and son reaches breaking point, Irish care worker Marion finds herself an unwitting pawn playing for both sides. Nell will stop at nothing for her bitter triumph over Sydney, but he has his own plans on how to end this once and for all. Okay. So to call it kind of a bitter, you know, I thought, you know, I knew it would be a sort of a bitter relationship between mother and son, sort of cantankerous. Yeah. Um, so she's obviously, Miriam's the mother. Miriam's the mother and Mark uh, Hadfield is the son. And it opens with him trying to fix the TV and she's sort of berating him over the TV and he's sort of snapping right back at her. And so it's very funny. It kind of opens with her, you know, him telling her to shut up or whatever. Yeah. And, but it's quite, it's quite full on. Like he kind of calls her, 
some quite sort of nasty names and you kind of think, oh, is this going to be one of those kind of funny odd couple things? But you quickly realise this is actually a bit darker. They're actually so being... So they're mother and son? Yes. They're Christ. actually being quite vile to one another. Okay. And she's kind of uh, in her armchair and you kind of get the sense that she can't really walk or move anywhere. She kind of needs assistance and he's there fixing the TV and she's sort of having a go at him and he's calling her, you know, your deaf old snatch. <laughs> So yeah, it's kind of very funny stuff like that and she says, you know, I've got the world's longest case of postpartum depression. <laughs> so lots of kind of funny stuff but then it quickly... Gets dark. Escalates to kind of actually being like, oh, this is really toxic. This isn't just kind of... I was kind of thinking, oh, is it going to be that we kind of see that they kind of enjoy this banter back and forth and but And actually, there is love there. But actually you're like, no, this is like dark. They really hate each other. Like she doesn't Jeez. love her son and he does not love her. And then obviously in comes the Irish care worker and she comes in every couple of days. I think you get the sense she doesn't come a lot and she's never met Sydney, the son, because he goes off out and she comes comes in. And she's kind of a bit of a breath of fresh air. She's very optimistic and positive and we see a different side of Nell around her because she's obviously... But you're also not sure, is this... So, yeah, is this is the performance her... Is the, the real, real person she yeah. is when she's with the son, or is the real person, she, is she putting on an act for yes. the care worker? You don't really know, because when she comes to the care worker, you obviously, the care worker has a lot of sympathy for her, and, oh, he sounds awful and stuff. And yeah. you think, oh, yeah, he does. But then she kind of gives as good as she gets, and there are some bits where she's really awful to him as well. And you get the sense that growing up, she was really awful to him and she's never liked him. And so, yeah, that was kind of interesting. You're kind of thinking, oh, actually, are you sympathetic? Yeah. I am feeling sympathy for you now. And especially because she's older. And obviously, so the performances are all really good. Miriam Margulies is just brilliant. And I've always wanted to see her on stage. It was really worth it. So she's just very believable, like totally believable as this East End old woman. And the problem with the players is it's too long. It's got an interval and it's sort of two hours, 20 minutes. And it doesn't develop kind of, not quick no enough. No interval. But, sorry, there is an interval. Oh, there is an interval. So it's like sorry. an hour and a bit, an Christ. interval, another hour and a bit. And I just started to feel like this is quite a toxic relationship, quite dark, and I'm not getting anywhere quick enough with it. Okay. I'm kind of, we're seeing more of the same. Starts to feel a bit broad now. Right. That the characters are kind of still talking like this to each other. So a bit of a letdown, that okay. one for me, actually. Um, it's fine. I think it's mostly sold out, though. It's sold out... I managed to like sneak one ticket that was left, but it's, I think, already potentially sold out. Although you can get standing tickets. Okay. Although the people stood next to me looked quite uncomfortable. Um, it's quite a long time to stand. Yeah. An hour plus at a time. Um, but yeah, have a look if you're interested. I mean, it's great. I'm glad to see Miriam Margulies in something. And I enjoyed it up to a point. I just wish it had been shorter because mm. I eventually was like... And now I've seen all your tricks and I'm not particularly interested in where this is going. Yeah. You've taken too long and it's just not quite hitting it. It's ending up feeling too broad. Okay. Because you're not really digging into the character deep enough. So Interesting, hun. Thank you for that review. Yeah. Um, what I have been excited about this week, though, other than Hello, Dolly, <gasps> yes. and let's just quickly talk about the Bridge Theatre. Yes. Um, so the Bridge Theatre is right near Tower Bridge. Yes. Um, it's, it's Nicholas Heitner's Theatre. It's beautiful view. We've been see Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, we went to see Ali Lula by Alan Bennett. Uh, we all went to see um, Julius Caesar. The Julius Caesar, thing. the immersive one. So they've had some really great stuff, and they've currently got The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which I hear is great. I would oh, quite like to try and see. Oh, is that getting reviews? Yeah, it is. Okay, I've cool. said it's very imaginative, very um, kind of beautiful, and 
engaging. Okay, let's have a wee... I think we should have a little peep at that. Yeah, but they've announced their 2020 to 2021 season. So there's four new shows coming. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and they all look really interesting. So the first one is called A Number, which is a play by Carol Churchill, who I just referenced, whose plays I really enjoyed at the Royal Court recently. And it stars Roger Allen and Colin Morgan. Colin Morgan oh, was in BBC. Who is he? he was in Merlin on BBC. Yeah. And he was in The Fool with Gillian Anderson on TV. Yes, I, do I know recently you mean. saw him in All My Sons and he was brilliant. Um and Roger Allen was in The Thick of It. Did you ever watch The Thick of It? He oh played, yeah, huh? He played Peter Mannion. Oh brilliant. Right, so, okay, yeah. I know exactly who you mean. He's brilliant. So Carol Churchill and those two, I'm like I'm down for that. 100, Basically, yeah. I don't even know what it's about, but wait, I'll read you a little tagline. How might a son feel to discover that he is only one of a number of identical copies? <gasps> what happens when a father is confined by the results of an outrageous genetic experiment? In Carol Churchill's thrilling drama, which won the 2002 Evening Standard Award for Best Play, Roger Allen plays Slater, the father, and Colin Morgan plays all his sons. Count me in, dystopian, sounds, future... Yes stuff and that's I'm like there. Carol I'm Churchill totally yeah. you just know it's going to be dark amazing definitely up for that then Bill uh, Philip Holman um, The Book of Dust which is a prequel to his Dark Materials mm-hmm. trilogy Nicholas Heitner famously did his Dark Materials at the National which I did not see but everyone raved about okay. so this is him returning to Philip Holman's um, material to do another so this kind of tells the story of um, his Dark Materials the, the young girl in it Lyra this tells her the story of when she was a baby and how she came to be. Okay. So it's kind of a prequely thing. So I'm imagining there's going to be lots of kind of magic and wonderful staging. Yeah. And so I'm down for that. I sort of am. I mean, well, his Are you watching materials, the BBC one? No, that's it. It's on it's the BBC at the moment. It's just, I think I really dislike that Harry Pottery sort of thing You're not so a much. Fantasy fan. It's not I'm not a fantasy fan, hun. This kind of has I think Philip Pullman has a slight like it's a bit more Game of Thrones in that it's got like a foot in fantasy and a foot in the real world. So yeah. there's stuff you recognise from the real world. It's set in Oxford, it's set in an England we yeah. know, but with magical elements. Um and Nicholas Heitner's National Theatre production of it was everyone said it was incredible. Um I think this will yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting. I'm kind of yeah. up for that one. Um, and then the next one is they shoot horses, <gasps> don't they? So weird you should say that, hun, because I was saying just this week to my friend Georgia about that being a phrase that I love and that being such a weird sort of like you think, what is that line? And I am so up for that, so into this. Yeah, so they I, shoot I do horses, don't is. they? Is a um, it's a play from it's about in the 1930s when the Great Depression mm-hmm. was happening in America. They did these dance marathons, basically where you could win money, and it was who could dance for the longest without stopping. So it was entertaining for people to come and watch. People entered it, and I would a, have so entered that. Well, in a won. couple of cases, people died. So that's kind of how yeah. they became. <laughs> The notoriety of these things, because some people died of exhaustion. They did give you breaks, 15-minute breaks every three hours or something, so you could try and sleep or eat something, and then you had to carry on dancing. But a couple of cases, some people died, so I think that's um, what this is based on. And this is going to be by Marion Elliott, who did Company in the West End. Ah! So I think it'll be fun, although I looked, and if you pick the cheaper seats, there's some really good prices at the bridge theatre and if you sit near the front they're only like 25 quid but it does say that you may be called upon to be part of the action kind of vibe Uh, as in i think we're going to be in the dance hall you may have to 
get up well, and dance. I mean, something. my God, get me one of those front row twenty five point tickets, please. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I'm kind of a bit more on you the side of kind of hating <laughs> it, but I also feel like. If it's done really well, I'm prepared to go with it. I what would, I hate is when it feels cringy when you have to can. kind of get involved, but the fourth wall's been broken too much, and I'm like, oh, this is Orkies. Whereas I feel yeah. like at the bridge with Julius Caesar and A Midsummer Night's Dream, although those weren't super interactive, they were done so well that you do feel like you, I'm happy to be swept up in something. Yeah. So maybe I'll have a few drinks before. Maybe I'm just off of the mindset. Courage. I just want to tread the boards once again. Please yeah. give me my chance. Yeah. I would love it. So I think that'd be really good fun. And then finally, this one isn't until 2021, February. Oh, Christ, hun. But I've already booked a ticket. Jesus. Because for no other reason than it stars Simon Russell Beale. Oh, like. And it's uh, called John Gabriel Bachman, and it's a play by Henrik Ibsen, who I yes. really knew nothing about Ibsen, Ibsen until Dolls recently. Wa- yes, and I watched yeah. Rosmahom recently and loved it. So I'm super excited about that because Simon Russell Beale's just the love of my life. And Aww. he's just so good on stage. I mean, no one... No one compares to Simon Russell Beale acting. I so just, yours is Simon Russell Beale, mine's Max Martin. Yeah, yeah. I just absolutely love Simon Russell Beale. <laughs> so I don't know what a John Borkman is about. I really don't care. I'm just going to go see Simon Russell Beale doing Ibsen. It'll be like Richard the Fifth, was it? No, Henry the Fifth. I think I saw yep. at the Almeida with him. Didn't really like the production, but you. But loved I loved him. him, and I still remember it because of him. I can still remember just like the way he delivered a line or the way you know. Just bloody love Simon yeah. So I think that's a really exciting season and I booked a couple of tickets for it. I'll tell you what dates if you okay. want to jump in on those. Because I got tickets for £25 on my cheapest one, although there were some £15. Right. And then I think the most I paid for was Simon Bill, And for that I still only paid... 38 quid or something. Wow, hun, that's so th- terrific. So it's a really, really reasonable theatre. Um, and it's a theatre with, we've talked about this before, with great sight lines, I yes. would say, from from by and large, the whole thing. It's, that's it's, why I got these cheap ones yeah. for Simon Russell Bill, because they're in the stalls at the back, but they're just slightly on the corner, so you're kind of tucked in the corner. But you, you still get a great view. Absolutely. You're close to the action. Um, I've sat at the very back, there's an upper circle that's only two rows, and I've sat at the back of that, front facing, for 15 quid for Alleluia, and it's fine. You yeah. get a perfect view down on the stage. Yeah. So I think this is a season, I know it's like a long way away, but I've just picked dates at random, I put my tickets, and we'll see what happens. And look, if something does go wrong, I'll either sell them, or I'll take the hit, and it'll have been so long ago that I paid for them, I won't remember. Yeah, it's negligible by yes. that point. And they do always have offers there, they always do day seats, or they always do today's ticks, so I'm sure if you don't want to book in advance, you'll be able to see yeah. it when it comes round. I just want to kind of have that safety net of knowing yeah. I will be seeing Simon Russell Beale. I just, my worry come for you though, Han, is that you need to buy a diary for 2021. I just put it in my phone. Oh, you do it that yeah. way. Oh, see, I can't. I need to write things out. Yeah, and then I'll just, you know, you just, I'll just say at work, I need that day off. Because okay. I'm seeing Simon Russell Bale. I can't stay so, late. yeah, bye. I'll need to be leaving at five. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. It's, I'm looking forward to that. Well, season. thank you for talking us through them. I think out of those, I'm definite three out of four. Yeah, the Carol Churchill. Um, the Shoot they Horses, shoot horses and, Simon they, Russell and Simon Russell Bale. But probably not the Philip Pullman Probably not, hun. No. It's just mm, okay. not really my bag. Yeah. Well, I'll see it and I'll let you know. Okay, bun. Whether you need to be going because, yeah, 
It might be your bag, who knows? Yeah. And I think we should look into Lion Witch and Wardrobe as well. Yeah. Maybe post Christmas, so. that's sometimes an easier time to get tickets. It runs well, through till Hannah, Jan. We've already got our Hamilton treat coming <gasps> up, which yes. I keep forgetting and then remembering to see yes. it in my diary and I can't. End of wait. Jan or beginning of Feb or something. Yes. Which will be exactly two years since we saw it and two years since we started the podcast. Is yes. Do you know what? I forgot that um the last episode we did together was our fiftieth episode. Is that right, yeah, Han? We're halfway to a hundred now. Crikey. Quite exciting, isn't it? Thanks I feel to, halfway uh, to a hundred. Yeah. Thanks to those who have listened to Absolutely. For those who've listened to all fifty, well done. <laughs> well and for done. those who just drift in and out, like my mum, yeah, who uh, does admit that occasionally she'll listen. She was on an episode a few episodes ago, the yeah. one where we played that old review of the Watsons we did, uh-huh. and she only just listened to it. She's oh, going, really? "Oh, I listened and I was on it." It's like, yeah, that was months ago. Yeah, glad that you're keeping up to date, mum, with with my uh, with my our pas- lives, with my passions, yeah. What have we got coming up? I'm going to see A Christmas Carol at the Old Vic, which I'm very excited about. That's a production that's been coming back a couple of years now for yeah. the Old Vic, but I still haven't got around to seeing it, so I'm looking forward to that. And we've got Amelie. <gasps> Amelie! Which yeah, was about that. interesting. There was a girl um, at Yoga yesterday that was talking about, she's like, oh, I'm excited. And then I said, well, I've got a ticket. And I think we've got an early ticket for this, I'm pretty sure. Matinee, yeah. But as in, it's not been on long. Is that right? Yeah, it's starting soon because Falsettos has just closed okay. this weekend. So Falsettos closed on the 23rd. So I'm guessing it's opening in a week or two. So... Well, I feel like I'm, I'm, lots of my yoga buddies are waiting on my review about what I think about it. But yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Very intrigued to see what Amelie is. That's at the other palace. I also have tickets to a new play at the Donmar, which is a reworking of Richard III, but set in a, an American high school. And it's oh called... Oh my God, what was that called again? Teenage Dick. Ah! <laughs> which is a pretty hilarious name. I keep looking in my calendar and I've just got the words Teenage Dick written. Okay. Um, down, which I keep forgetting. Oh, yeah, that's what that means. Oh, that's what that show. Okay. That sounds like it's going to be really good fun. Yeah. Um, I just bought two tickets for that on random. So if you are available that night and can make it after work, maybe we go see that one together. But, okay. Um, and then I'm going to see Matthew Bourne's The Red Shoes. Oh, my God. Yeah, David was asking about going to see that. Answer me this. Is that a new... Because we saw it, I'd say, three years ago. Yes, it's that same Sadler's production. Wells. So is it the same production? He's just bringing it back. So every Christmas okay. he'll bring back an old work or... Bloody sometimes. bring back Edward Scissorhands, Matthew. Yeah, that hasn't been on for a while. I want. I also want Nutcracker back because I haven't yes. seen Nutcracker for a long time. That's true. So they haven't announced next Christmas's show, whether he'll be working on something brand new mm. or whether he'll be bringing something back, but I would love to see Nutcracker and Edward Scissorhands. So yeah. yeah, we've got some exciting stuff coming up. Cool. Okay, so... What I'm saying to everyone is, needing a Christmas gift idea and Juliet tickets. Just That's, do it. Yeah. Just do it. It's such a lovely present for someone. Do it. Okay, well, this has been lovely. Thank you very much for your review of Sydney and the Old Girl. I'm going to put a picture of the Añejo Juliet. Yes. Um, it is really actually delicious. And this is very easy to make. And if you don't have, like, chili liqueur, you can leave that bit out. Yeah. Just, like whatever you want or just like infuse you know just put a bit of chili stir it with the chili yeah or infuse your tequila with chili is always a nice thing to have in chili tequila god who on earth has got the time you just pop some chilies in a bottle of tequila it's not that difficult (laughs) so yeah keep following us on instagram to see those pictures um it's at theatre club podcast and now we're going to recline into our sundays getting drunk in these delicious cocktails 
And until next time, thank you for listening to Fit Club Podcast. Thank you. Bye. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs>